Welcome back to the 27th episode of the Champions of Virtue podcast. Thank you so much for everyone who came to LostCon to see us live. It was super fun to do, and we really want to do something like that again in the future. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode because the episode after this will most likely be the last in the current arc, and we'll be preparing for a new quote-unquote season, and who knows what will happen then. But... Until then, thank you so much for listening. Uh, follow us on all the social medias, Twitter, all that, Facebook. And thanks so much for listening. And of course, before we start, a quick refresher. Last time was LostCon, which was awesome. Thank yeah. you for everyone who came and who listened and enjoyed it. Woo! That was a good time. Okay, but before that, what actually happened in, you know, real life things. Uh, yeah, I completely forgot. Uh, we, you had all traveled to the Underdark, to the city of the family of Irul Zav potentially find not another virtue, but perhaps another shard of, of the gem of immortality. It is during your travels there that you encounter uh, some new faces, some more friendly than others, and after your daring escape and chase, uh, you were able to leave with a shard of immortality as well as a newfound understanding of the people in the Underdark family there as well, and gain some new insights. And once you had left the Underdark, that's when things started to hit the road. You immediately got a message that something is happening, and you now return back to Briarden. And it's at this point that we find you in the cart traveling. And the first thing you notice after about a day or so of traveling is that there is no more snow. It's all gone. Great. What happened with the slaves like, that, that, that escaped with us? Uh, they had decided, they kind of forged their own path, and after being di- pretty much directed toward the capital in general, they just made their way in that direction. Slowly and patiently. Well, go back to prior to and be our lackeys. <laughs> I'd be friends. Once we sell up that tele- teleporter thingy, then maybe. Yeah. Um, and to this point, yes, they, the first thing you notice is there is no snow. There's no more snow. Are we back in Briarden? You are just passing out of the uh, the deep forest, so you're about maybe two or three days away from Briarden. Oh. Give or take. Uh, you can tell that the, you, despite the snow, the snow being on the trees uh, outside of the forest are all still bare and without fruit, without leaf. So perhaps time has not passed, but the weather has changed. Uh, the sky is clear, mostly a bright blue with some smattering of fluffy white clouds. Uh, there's a, and you notice it's a very stiff breeze. That's kind of a warm breeze, so it's passing through everything. Is it like sunny outside, but it's still really cold? Uh, it's the sun, the sun is out, and you don't feel the heat from the sun necessarily. It's still kind of cool. Brisk. Uh, it's brisk. The air is, is pretty sharp as it hits you. And um, the more you travel, the more you kind of feel the wind. You can hear it rattling parts of the cart and moving things around. You can feel it blowing through your hair as you sit in front and you guide the cart forward. Um, yeah, so at this point, it t- it's going to take about, yeah, maybe three or four days 
to get there at your current pace. You know, with sleep and eating and feeding the horses and everything. Moogle. It, I, I don't know why. It, it usually does. Okay, so what do you want to do now? So we're just traveling on the cart. Who's yep. us in, who's in the cart and who's driving? Um, let's say uh, Dimers is driving right now, and then John. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. the five of you are in just in the cart itself. Do we have any idea as to what they uh, what do they want with us? The, per stone, se? the stone's only one way, right? Communication. Oh, the the sending stones. Yeah. Yeah, those are one way, and they're be- they split between all of you. The message you got was from Nimoy. from Nimoy. That was like a message in and of itself. Can't you think? Can't you like? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that. No, no, I mean, can't you just send him one back? No, no. It's only one one direction. He can only send messages to me. Is there any like no other way that we could do it? Like, can't you just think of him in your brain and like think of what you want to say and just hit the send button? Hmm, let me establish my telepathic bond with him right now. <laughs> yeah. Just solve hey, all our Rogar. problems. Yes. Why do you think he picked you? Do you think he has a crush on you? Um, I think because we're both magic users, we, he probably just uh, shares a kinship that way. Oh, yeah, kinship. Do you, do you I've think been... he likes you, Rogar? Uh... What are you implying? Rogar, I know, likes you. <laughs> we, I know plenty of people that wanted a kinship. <laughs> Where's so. the dragon born? Uh, <clears throat> um, I know not of his preferences. Dragonborn. I like to think of myself as a pretty charismatic individual, so maybe. Wow. You are very handsome, Rogar. Thank you yeah. very much. Very dashing. Absolutely. Very scaly. Unfortunately, I I prefer the dragon titties. That's alright. Do they have them? <laughs> <laughs> they have a they have a More just like a pocket. L- just like a larger breastplate. Like just Yeah. Rogar, do you know? <laughs> have you have you touched the breast of by dragonborn females. <laughs> Obviously, I've touched an adorbent titty before, like heaps of rocks in my hands. Uh, Are those the same feeling? Is there like a forty-year-old, mm. equi- forty-year-old version yes. equivalent to D and D? Yes, in my travels, but <clears throat> dragonborn never kisses and tells. You just told us you did. <laughs> I didn't tell you specifics. You, yeah, but you just told us you touched titties, but... <laughs> yeah, but we don't know anything about him. We, no. we asked him if he has touched titties, and he answered the question. I mean, he just said that he did. A kiss and tell is more describing in depth what the person was like and the event itself and all that kind oh. of yeah, stuff. That's my definition. Okay. I feel like we've gotten off track. What were we talking Brian about? Brian Like, how are we going to get there? On the wagon. Okay, but we need to also find out, like, what they want us for. Like They'll tell us when we get there. We're, it's an ur- They're in urgent need of us, correct? Maybe it's yes. like, uh... <clears throat> then shouldn't we know what, like, what's going on? 
Maybe they well, need a new shed built or something. I don't think there's anything we can do until we get there. I'm pretty sure there's... I'm, I would like to be certain that there is no word limit, so why couldn't he just, like, give us all the information in one go? Perhaps there was no time. I don't think he was dying, was he? Maybe it is that urgent. Oh. He has other matters to attend to. If you want, you can go at a faster pace. You can go pretty much without sleeping. And, you know, at a pretty faster pace, you can get to Brighton in about a day and a half. But sleeping is important. Depends how quickly you want to get there. Mm. What if we go faster and whoever's in the cart sleeps? And there's the people driving, and we do like a shift, like a night watch, quote unquote. Except it's the driver, and then people in the cart sleep. I mean, you could, but you'd probably get at most about maybe a couple hours here, a couple hours there. Wouldn't be a full night's rest. Well, it sounds important that we get there as soon as possible, but is it possible to have Zuzu scout ahead just in case, I don't know, something's on fire or... Be able to tell us what we're, we can uh, expect. Yeah. If there's something catastrophic there. Oh. Send Zuzu <laughs> up to keep an eye on the path ahead. Okay. How far, how far out do you want him to go? I have no concept of distance. So, <laughs> uh, just like. Wait, are you an archer? Yeah. No, I mean, me personally, I have no concept. Oh, oh so. okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was in character. does, I don't. Um, Maybe like 100 kilometers out. Sure. That's like not too bad. Sure. I think <laughs> What he said. Sure. Okay. So you send him out a ways, and then you know, and as you, as he flies over and around, um, you kind of just go at a little bit more of a hurry pace. Not too much. It'll only take about two days. Okay. Those are three. But again, it's still like min- the bare minimum of sleep and things like that and eating. And as you travel, uh, it's the days and nights kind of come and go over time. And after about the second day or so, it's about like 10 o'clock or so. The sun's mostly hanging in the sky. Uh... It's nice and it's bright outside again. There's no snow, and then you can feel a warmth. It feels like it's generally a little bit warmer than it than it would in the winter time, um, especially with the breeze blowing through. Uh, at this point, you see um, uh, Zuzu comes back, and you see uh, you see the forests um, that kind of surround Briarden. And you see over it and over the tops and down and down uh, across the landscape, and you see that there are small camps of groups of people, kind of in and around Brighton, around a large tree. Now that you notice that the tree itself, the big massive central tree in the city, is just completely bare, without leaf. Does it still look dead? It doesn't look great, but you're you're about. Uh, yeah, about a half mile or so away. Mile Did we or so. try talking to it? Sure. <clears throat> no, did we? To the large tree? The one that's like dying, yeah. He said that he was dying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. What did he say? 
<laughs> that that's what it, I recall anyway. Yeah, what okay. it said. I hope we don't have to go inside of it. I mean, we already did once, and we wound up at the Feywilds. So. Mm. Do we have to go? Oh wait, no. We shouldn't. We shouldn't mess with these silly forests. <laughs> we never found out why it was dying, right? Yeah. No, we. I thought it was linked to the Underdark, but it isn't. <clears throat> I guess. So we're gonna get ridiculously <clears throat> sidetracked, huh? It was just tree cancer. <laughs> it's an old tree. Plank knows what cancer is. No, just... <laughs> oh no! We're just That's... going back to Briarden. <laughs> I remember when like people used to be afraid of people with cancer. No, oh, I mean tree plague. He's old. And everyone gets the plague. Doesn't like Rogar have that on his hand? No, that was a bond that he made. Oh, so he's a hippie now. Yes, yeah. that's, that's like a curse. It's like magic, you know, that's different from, monks from science. Are, not monks, uh, war, war, warlocks are like... Hey, Rogar, does it like ever talk to you? Yeah. No, but sometimes it radiates and I feel energy. Does it hurt? No, not hurt. Do I you just get... feel like a presence. Oh. Do you, do you get like splinters whenever you do the do the thing? The thing? You know, when a man touches himself. Ah, yes. The thing. <laughs> My hand's not a tree. Oh, it's not? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gravely mistaken then. I apologize. Uh it's around this point that um you see you kind of travel through the woods um, back in the Brighton, and you see uh, you see these small groups of people, and as you look a little bit closer, these kind of encampments around maybe a, a wide perimeter of the central city of Brighton. Uh, they're mostly soldiers, fully clad in armor, you know, swords at the ready, and they see the car passing, and they all kind of like tentatively put their hands to their sword, but then they kind of recognize the people in the cart. Didn't we have a dick up on a stick? Or did we take that down? I think it's on the should be on the side of the wagon. I don't Yikes. think we ever took it off. It's like fully desiccated and just Wait, whose dick was it again? It was the incubus dick. Incub yeah. Yeah, it is fully desiccated and it's just like just a strange, dried like just stick just tack 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 up against the side of the of the cart. Iconic. Um, the guards look at us with respect. <laughs> that that's that's that that's respect. That's yet to be seen. It's respect true. is a word. Can we can they can we roll for intimidate, please? Why? <gasps> with our dried up dick on the side. Yeah. Who are you trying to intimidate? No. No. Each other. I, that's right. I don't know. Like each other. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Fuck. Look on the side of the wagon, an incubus stick. Those must be the champions of virtue we've heard of. <laughs> that is their sigil and their banner. Demon slayers, I've heard of. Their stand, the Why? standard flies again. A weekly ethereal penis. That's our damn. That's our banner. Um, okay. So oh my god! I have a name for us finally. Dick Squad. No. Yes. Who's Dick? The incubus dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're already the champions of Virgin. No, we're Dick Squad now. Nether Slayers. <laughs> Alright, now what happens when we. 
Um, as you find, as you find, <laughs> and you finally go down the path toward the city itself, uh, you're met a uh, little ways away from the entrance to the city, not that far, like a couple hundred feet, uh, by Vance and Luster. They kind of wave you closer, and uh, they sort of just kind of hop in the cart with you as they kind of as you travel back to the city. And they, and you know, Vance kind of looks. He's like, "Oh well, you're back. It took you took you a little while, didn't it?" You know, there was the whole, like, rebellion and shit, and... We accidentally caused a rebellion in the Underdark. Oh, that's, a, that's, that's definitely exciting. Technically, it wasn't our fault. A lot of short yeah. feet. They, they were already planning. <laughs> it was really dark, as you can imagine. Yeah. So it was hard to find our way back. Uh, you can tell that as he, he's kind of, he's... Uh, Vance is kind of li- is sort of half listening. He's not super paying attention. And at this point, you notice that his armor is like significantly like nicer than when you last saw it. Oh. It's got a little bit more shine, a little bit better designs to it. It's got a sigil of um, of the capital city. Did you get promoted? You get a promotion or something, Lester? He kind of just like just like. Just looks out the window a little bit. Lester kind of comes like, yes, he got promoted to captain. And he's the captain of the squad here. Very congratulations. congratulations. Oh. Wow. Lester, uh, Vance kind of just like, looks up and says, yeah, thanks. Uh, there's clearly kind of a bit of tension. So, yeah, why why were we asked back so urgently? Uh, yeah. Vance kind of just like, thanks for a second. As he thinks, the car kind of comes to a stop near, um, near the inn where Roscoe's staying, and Vance kind of like looks, like looks over. He's like, "I'll show you." As you all hop out of the car. You see now, like in person, just this massive, barren tree, just the branches sticking out and upwards, like jagged spikes jutting into the sky itself, mm. completely devoid of leaves. The spark itself starting to like wither and crack in some places. I put my hand up against the tree, see if I feel anything. And you just get this intense wave of like just pain and just like burning pain. I want to cry. <laughs> um. And you do. <laughs> Roll to cry. Turns away from everybody. Tear drops. You fail miserably. The, the single, you can't the cry. single like Indian tear from like that old recycling commercial. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Wow. Um. Uh. To this point, uh, Vance starts to kind of pull you back, and they pull you into one of the neighboring buildings that, as you know, you notice now is kind of more rebuilt than when you were last there. It's, you know, bits of wood and you know small tarps and stuff kind of keep everything in place, put a roof over it. And you see a few of the soldiers kind of working on it as well. And um, as you walk inside, you see kind of set and beset by a couple of guards is this large um, circle. Uh, just kind of dug into the ground. It's like et- these etchings and markings uh, of clearly mag- magical origin. And you see kind of like presiding and looking over it. Uh, a very familiar figure, it's kind of a younger looking man, kind of taller, and he kind of looks over and, and you see that it's Nimoy, and he kind of looks like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Something's happening, something big, come with me. And he kind of steps into the circle and just poof, disappears. I would assume 
This has to do with what's so urgent. And they point to the hole. He's already walking to the circle and just pff, vanished. Oh. I'll follow. Okay. I just imagine you just saying that and you just blatantly ignore yeah. him. Just walks in. Yeah. Can that be it? Yeah. <laughs> Please, thank you. Oh, so I assume. Pff. Oh, okay. Fuck me, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so Lao goes in and as you go and just pff, disappear. And in the in the time it takes to blink, you, the surroundings around you just completely change. Uh, instead of the attempt attempted rebuild of a building, you're just now in this, you know, very ornate room. Uh, no windows, just lit by candlelight. Sitting, just kind of cornered by guards. And you look and you see Nimue kind of standing at the door, the entranceway to this room. Just kind of waiting patiently for everyone else to show up. Please come over. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk in. <laughs> the rest of you just <laughs> show up and show up and in, in well, the same in the same room. But but before that, can I like put my hand in it and see if my hand like? Yeah, you put your hand over it. Nothing. I put okay. one foot, I go in like, then. half my body in. Nothing. <laughs> I see half a flank next to I me. I put my second foot in, but I keep a hand out. Nothing. I push him in. I put the scruff of my beard out. <laughs> <laughs> you get shoved in by Kinsey and just show up in, in this other room with uh, everyone else. Nice. Yeah, I go in. Yep. Uh, Nimue just kind of like nods and just gestures you along. And as you go up a flight of steps and around and up another flight, and you end up uh, in a more open area and you see that this is just the, the castle at the capital. You see the the wide open archways open. And you see the sky. Here is a little bit more cloudy, kind of grayish clouds, so just cover the sky. Okay, so are we truly here, or is it just we're in the ball, or not the ball? In the we're in the capital. This is the teleportation. It is. That's insane. Very very clever. Finally got set up. Yeah. Nice. Also, um. Nimue, Nimue, I got a question for you. You see he's just walking at like a very brisk pace. Um, it is urgent, like he said. <laughs> uh, aside from just the sound of wooden sole against marble floor, that clapping sound, as you all walk through one hallway and then up and down, up one set and around a corner, and then through uh, a wide open building uh, room. And you've seen this room before. This is one where you had first met kind of in person the royal family. This wide beset table just covered in maps and sheets of paper and books and things like that. And then sitting before it are just um, Arden and I. Um, the king himself is not there currently. But the children are all there. Ardenaya, Kellum, they all sit at the table in different different spots and they look up as the door opens and they see all of you come in and there's kind of like a, a breath, a bit of relief. Um, you see that uh, Kellum has just gone, like, his hair is almost gone, like, just completely white. Um, I look at him and I'm like... Deep, heavy bags under his eyes. Um, just kind of looking over some paperwork and some, and some planning. Arden kind of just stands up, you know, at full attention. You see that he's just in, in full just battle regalia, shining, almost platinum white armor. Is he hot? 
He, he looks the same as he always does, just in nicer clothes. He's got a very firm and then uh, angular chin, uh, just completely clean shaven. His hair is just slicked back with small uh, brownish curls kind of at the end of it. So he's hot. He's tired. <laughs> he's hot and tired. I'm going to see him as forever tired. Uh, Aya sort of stands up as well, and she looks similarly, you know, dressed in full uh, battle cleric, just, you know, full plate armor with. Uh, draping white linen cloth kind of like coming down from the sides and from like the from the hips and she kind of smiles like really gently but you can tell her her mind is still occupied somewhere else she's like I'm so glad that you could there's much to be discussed please and you can't just due to any open seat in the area and you see as you all sit down sort of strewn about this massive table of you know probably like a 10 foot long table just various maps and layouts of the entire country mm-hmm. from the widest map of the country itself sort of dotted with little uh, pins and things like that to individual maps of the major cities of the roadways with small uh, markings and etchings and numbers and counting and things like that and little markings along all of them uh, there's other just books and scrolls and things kind of set, settled about everywhere. Uh, Nimoy kind of takes a seat and just kind of leans back for a second and takes a breath. I don't have long here, but... I what do you mean you don't have long? I need to be on, in other places, but... <laughs> okay. No, I'm not going to die. Not just checking. I don't plan on it. So... I will do my best to get you up to speed, and then I'll leave the rest to my brothers. There has been reports of an increased number of fishers in the area. A, a massive increase. Oh no. Particular- like, how many are we talking? Around the capital alone, there have been eight. Uh... Currently. With somewhere in the, lo- in the, in the realm of... He kind of looks over to it, looks over to Kellum, Kellum's kind of just like... With close to six thousand surrounding the capital. Uh, yikes! That's not good. And the Moya said it was real sad. <clears throat> We've done our best just to scout out as of right now because they don't seem to be advancing currently. They are just holding at attention, unmoving. And what attacks we do lob at them, they recover their numbers from the fishers. The fishers do not seem to be going away as previ- as previously observed. There have been reports about these fishers appearing across the country itself with a curious absence. And he kind of points at one of, at the major country map and he points right square on Briarden. There seem to be no fishers reported in this area. I don't know why. None yet, at least. Do you know anything about the dying tree? No. I do not. I've only been to Bryden once or twice in the last week Mm -hmm. or so to see the completion of the teleportation circle and to aid in the soldiers being sent out there. Mm. Because the giant tree there has kind of been, like, dying out of nowhere. thought it was kind of weird. I've heard that concern as well from people in the area. And I will, I've advised 
those who can keep an eye on it. And if anything were to happen, I will be informed immediately. But and to this point, then I need to take my leave. Kind of gets up from his from his chair. You walks out. You don't know anything that could be triggering it, right? War. He sort of steps out. We're gonna have like a fucking final boss fight in the fucking Great Furnace, aren't we, bitch? Um, Arden kind of just he kind of sets himself down and sort of clears his breath. Because the numbers invading our capital are greater than we had originally anticipated and predicted, I unfortunately could not send the allotted amount of soldiers that were originally promised when we had planned out this defensive formation. Currently, I can only send about. Kind of think, kind of looks for papers for a second, and then Kellen sort of just <clears throat> about eight hundred. Or it's not, yes, 800. There'll be eight, there's around 800 currently in Briarden, mostly as a precautionary measure since we do not know what might happen there, and we're preparing for the worst. The rest have been placed as strategically as possible, primarily in the capital. There has not been any fissures in the area, in the capital itself, only around the border. But the legions are many. Are you expecting uh, fissures to show up at Briarden? Logically, it would, it would be prudent to err on the side of caution and assume that yes. <clears throat> no, I don't know the details of it. Do you have any working theories on why there haven't been any that's shown up so far? I just kind of just quietly sits for a second. I, I sort of chimes in. We've been focusing on primarily what's been happening at the Capitol. What's happening in Brighton is important, but because there's such great numbers surrounding our borders right now, that is what we've dedicated most of our attention toward. And Kellum sort of just coughs. <clears throat> I had one theory, but it's not likely, but it's a possibility, so it's not out of the realm of consideration. Anything to do with the Great Furnace? No. There is a chance, and I am not particularly one for military strategy, but there is a chance that the absence of an invasion in Brighton means that that will happen at a later time, when forces are divided and attentions are divided away from the city. I have no evidence to prove such, but I do know from the old scroll, <coughs> kind of like, bless you, uh, he sort of rolls out the old one that you've seen before, the old map of, of Raiden, and just kind of where it's marked off. Um, the last time there was an invasion of this level, Raiden was attacked, but it doesn't show a timeline here. It just shows that Raiden was attacked along with everything else. So it could have happened in waves. And we just don't know. What if the reason Raiden isn't being attacked is because Raiden is the source? There's like a, just a deathly silence, just in the entire room. Mm-hmm. You can hear footsteps outside. Um, Arden sort of, sort of just takes a second. That is definitely a possibility. I'm glad we have set up a circle there to send more troops if needed and to retreat if absolutely necessary. And this is something that 
I trust that you can take care of. If this, if that theory is true, then the center of the invasion will be at Briarden, and an area you know well, and perhaps where you will be needed most. I have faith in my men and in my soldiers. We should be able to maintain, as far as I can tell. And if aid, if aid is necessary, you will be notified. Wait, when we went to Briarden, was Dandy okay? You didn't see. It was too busy. Dandy's mundane. How long have we been gone to the Underdark? Uh, There's no time isn't changed in the Underdark. Yeah, here. no, it's just. It's like but I don't know how long right? it's been, and it seems like a lot. Where's happened. the king? That's oh, only been one day. It's probably been like a couple weeks. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's been. A that day. sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, but where is the king? How much is 6,000? Could you show me with your fingers? I mean, wait, right? It's right. I smack, Claws. I smack flank on the head. What? Why'd you do that for? We're asking questions. I need to know more uh, intel legends. situation. <laughs> okay, so where is the king? Father is sending communications to other nations for possible aid. He, his presence is flighty. We keep track of, we try to keep him within this area for his own protection mostly, but he is doing his best to hedge our bets and ask for aid if need be. And that is his forte to appeal to the, to the greater, the commonhood, and the greater of us. Hmm. What would you have us do? Station ourselves at Briarden and prepare for battle? I suggest you stay here for a time, get as much information as you can, as much as we know, and then yes, we'll probably have, we'll probably have you redeploy to Briarden, keep tabs of what's happening there, and then should anything happen, We'll be in communication. Nimoy will be traveling between circles, between every circle, as that is his task. Whereas Father is trying to get a handle and ask for aid outside of the country, Nimoy is making sure to bring our country together during this invasion. Yes. I have a theory. Yes. Would it at all be possible if Maybe, going off of what maybe the reason nothing's happening in, happening in Briarden is because it's the source, what if things started going kind of fucky when the trees started dying? So, what if, is there any possibility that maybe the tree had some kind of protective ward on it? And with it dying, now all these fissures are showing up because the ward is dying with the, the tree. we're for the world tree again. Did you just ex- yourself? Yeah. What if it's that? What uh, is the world life tree? Arden sort of looks over to Kellum. Kellum kind of looks over to Aya. Aya thinks for a second. As powerful as magic is, nothing in this world is permanent. 
it is possible that a seal was placed on the tree and simply time has eroded it. Even the greatest of magics can only last for a set amount of time. Do we know anyone that could possibly know anything about seals? About seals, yes. I know a handful about seals, but I don't think if it was magic powerful enough to last this long, since the last invasion, however many centuries ago, is not something I could that, create. That's what I mean. Like, do we know anyone that could withstand or create like such a powerful seal that could last so like so many years? I suppose that's what the legends say about the champions of virtue. Oh god, I, I was worried about that. Um, Roger, uh, do you know anything about seals? Uh, uh, I was thinking we could probably make another seal for it for the time being. Like, just for like a, just to give us more time, you know? If that's even what it is. Yeah. It's something we can look into. Is there, uh, do you have anything in your research library that we can look into? Uh, I kind of looked at Callum. Callum's like, the most prevalent information I have is laid here. It is battalions, strategy, and what little history I have. He kind of just gestures at the old scroll and a couple old books. There's very little information about the last invasion, mostly just clerical work at best. Information of deployments, of troops, of numbers, of resources. Was most of the information destroyed or something? There was a time before our family's rule that there was more books, more information, but it had been, it's been lost over the centuries. This was all I could find in our archives, even in the private archives. Um, what if I could just like talk to talk to my brooch? Maybe he has something to say, because he, ha he has talked to me before. I may sound crazy, but this thing has life in it. So I smack my brooch, and I'm just like, hey, simpleton, are you awake? You, there's kind of just like, a, like a, a moment of silence, and you're kind of just hearing your head, what do you need now? Um, do you know anything about a magic tree that could seal all evil from its, uh, from coming up? No, that sounds insane. Uh, okay. Check the glossary. <laughs> um, Are we hearing him? No. No, oh, it's okay. just her. You can only hear me. Oh, okay. Um, you just hear Glossa talking to her chest. Um, I do okay. that sometimes too. She's quite proud of it, I think. Okay, and do you know anything about anyone in the party, the champions of virtue, that would know anything about seal casting? We had... We were tasked with slaying a great evil, and though I could, I could not see it to its fullest, I suppose that it has happened, given the state of things now. I don't know how my fellows did it, but I suppose that's part of being a champion, is learning. Yeah, um, okay, but they're definitely a magic caster, right? Can, can basically, can all of the, um, can all of you guys talk? Like all the brooches and necklaces, can those guys talk too? Or is it just you? Excellent I, question. I'm just hearing the question, so. <laughs> I, I start rubbing my circlet like a magical lamp. 
It's not Hello? a genie. Hello? It's not a genie flame. Hello? As far as I know... No? I don't know. Oh. I don't keep in communication with uh, with my brethren. I do not know of their whereabouts. Hmm. Okay. So assuming you're not crazy and not just talking to yourself, <laughs> you ask the brooch if it knows anything from the last invasion. Okay. Do you know anything from the last invasion? Or can you hear him too? <laughs> I can hear him. Okay. <laughs> the last invasion was quick. There were sieges, there were... The ground itself came asunder. And great, a great evil had poured out of it. Over time, the frequency of the fissures increased until finally there was one great and powerful one rising from the ground, and that's where came the slasher of Ailes itself. That's as far as I remember. Where did the fissure show up? You know, in a forest somewhere near a field. It was a small forest. Can I, uh, can I just repeat everything what he's saying to them? Sure. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to ask my magic brooch? Why is it the only one that can talk? I don't know. I didn't ask to be... to have my consciousness placed into a rock. Oh, so you're... Oh. Is it roomy in there? Well, if you have no physical form, it's... fine. Are you, like, a person stuck in a rock? As far as I can tell, I'm a... a memory. That's how I want to go. Hey, so were you? <laughs> hey, so were um, were, was ever one of the champions gay with the archer, or not gay? That I, it doesn't matter. We're talking judge. about this now. <laughs> we're easily sidetracked. Are you trying to help John write a story? Huh? No, I was just curious. Perhaps another time. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I see you. Better spill the tea. Okay, so. Yeah, so there's gonna be a giant uh, fissure to release like a crazy huge mon- not crazy huge, but you know, the slasher of slayers. So, when you- Slasher of slayers? Yeah. So close to the man, the little, the rock, uh, when you, you defeated the big bad that came out the, the fissure, then everything was alright? He that's he says that's as far as he seen. Mm. Mm. Doesn't have any memories past that. Well, well we're still easy. here, so yeah, I was, guess it'll be all right. That was also just the Slayer of Veils. The actual enemy was Mondain. Mondain. Yeah. Mm. Slayer of Veils. So I assume that wasn't the end. Maybe he Mondain is controlling the, the dude. Probably Slasher Veils. We should oh. gather our own allies. So I know a certain captain. Shut the fuck up! another dragonborn guy. I don't know where he is, but you know we should gather our strengths too. What if we just yell really loud? Will Tarlock show up? Yeah. 
Okay, so what should we do now? Like, do we just go to that field, or do we have to, like, prepare and stuff? We rally our allies. Two of them. Is there any way to see if the fishers are showing up in the same place they did before? Is there any way to see that the fishers are showing up in the same places they did before? Tom kind of looks at the maps and kind of compares them. Compares them. It's similar, not exactly the same, but same general regions. Maybe we should head to that forest. Well, presumably the forest is guarded, right? Um, can I check the old map? Yeah. Take a look and. You seen before the the the, set, the center of where several troops were stationed was where Bryden is now. And that's where the big one was. From what you can see. Well. I guess we should just go to Bryden and wait for something to fucking happen because something's gonna happen there. We must gather our allies. All three. I forgot Dandy. <laughs> Who are the other two? Not Rogar and Captain G. Man, I'm so sorry. What Tender? I'm so sorry. Tender's sad. already here. We're, he's already party gathered. Okay. I'm so sad John never found out about Damaris sleeping with his adopted son. <laughs> then we John kind of just looks like, what? <laughs> Oh, nothing. Um, but to prepare for the upcoming battle, uh, is there any, like, perhaps battle regalia you can provide for us? He sort of... Brian, please. Flying Griffiths! <laughs> Flying Griffiths! He, he sort of, like, looks, looks over to Aya, uh, and kind of nods. She goes, there should be time, but... You need to be quick about it. But yes, I can send you to the armorer. The armorer and have whatever you need to be made. Oh, hell you. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I would like a banner that says, suck it, and a tabard with a big middle finger. I call it the bird. This is out of character, don't look at me. <laughs> um. I'm with him. <laughs> That's our champion's banner. Suck it! Uh, Arden sort of sits up again. I am needed elsewhere. If there's anything else you need, you're welcome to stay here. I suggest you go to the armory quick, quickly to be fitted for what you might need. Ooh. And then you can return back to Byron and keep me posted. Should we give one of the... Should we give him a sending stone? Which one was that? Was that Kellum? Who was that? Arden. Oh, Arden. That was the hot one, right? It's the older one. The oldest one. So How yes. old is he? Like in his 40s. Oh. Yes. He can still be hot. You like him old, huh? I'm older. Like oh, a great yeah. fox. <laughs> Ooh la la. Um, I sort of gets up. She's like, I'll show you to the armory. She kind of looks over to Kellum. Kellum is kind of buried in notes and things like that and writing things down. How old is Kellum? 30 something. 
not that. No, it's like 33, I think. 34. He has anxiety. Yeah, he has severe post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. Well, we best get out of the armory and steal ourselves for the coming battle. Huh? We are not going to do that. We're not going to steal. No, not... Isn't that your name? I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. <laughs> God. Have no fear. The champions of virtue are here, here. present. I'm gonna, I'm gonna here and present. I'm gonna cut off stealing for good. Only I'm gonna steal to. Uh, I'm gonna steal from bad guys. So like, trying to think. Of steal from the rich. Give to the needy. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds libertarian. You mean what? No, that's so like total socialist. <laughs> As you walk down the hallways and kind of out into a, like, a large courtyard area of the castle, you see that there's very little uh, energy in the area. There's people walking in very hurried paces. A lot of them are fully armored, walking in groups to specific spots and areas. Uh, so a few of them stop to look at your group as you kind of walk past with uh, the princess, as it were. Is she cute? Or is she I mean, of she, age? She and Arden are twins, so... Oh, she's old, too. To girl Arden. Girl Arden? Is she also in, like, armor she's of some sort? Armor. Yeah, she's in, like, clerical armor. Nice. Is she hot, though? She has a very pronounced chin, sort of uh, kind of wavy brown hair, and it just goes a little bit past her uh, chin. She kind of sits at her shoulders. Hmm. She's... So as tall as Arden, so like almost six feet tall. Does she? Oh. Is she beef? And she's got. She needs a lot of muscle to carry that armor. Yeah. Does the royal have? Does the royal family have an armory for odd curios and relics? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> He's gonna steal. No, not quite. We have treasuries and things like that, but that's not. No, it's not a time or place for that. Mm. Come along. <laughs> yeah, walk? Flank. As you walk. What? Call us. Kendra. Kendra. <laughs> Nothing. We're just getting armor, Flank. Nothing. I just wanted to check if there were other, you know, tools we could use to destroy whatever we're gonna destroy. Maybe a giant shovel that. Fills up all the fissures. John already has a shovel. But like, His imagine hands. if he had a better one. <laughs> He's like, yo, I can get like a like a gold shovel. No, awesome. Then he can do it faster. Please, yeah. for like in video armor. games. Isn't gold like a really weak metal, John? Yes, it is. Gold plated. <laughs> I don't get a platinum one. Wait. Oh yeah, it goes very malleable. Yeah. But also, I, you know why I know that? Minecraft. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Minecraft. Minecraft. Okay. So as you um travel, uh, oh wait, it's about maybe five or ten minutes walk, kind of down, down a few flights of stairs, and in a more covered area, you see, uh, underground, lit by candlelight again, and it's this wide room just lined. Every wall line, there's shelves and racks on the ground of just um, armor and plate and um, 
of leather or of scale of different sizes and there's soldiers standing standing at the ready to assist if need be I, so, I, I sort of gestures out to you all these two shall aid you in whatever you need whatever you wish and once you are fully fitted you may return back to the command room where we were or you're you're welcome to just go straight back to Brian. If you do not, if you do go that way, I wish you all the best, and I will be praying for you. And she kind of turns. She kind of turns to leave, and you see the two uh, armorers, kind of just older uh, human men, um, kind of short and squat, you know, big wide shoulders. And he's like, all right, oh. What can we get for you? And it's at this point that you can, depending on what armor or what you can wear, um, you can have just what, what you, whatever you'd like that you can wear. Could you perhaps craft a chainmail coif for my beard? Uh, it sounds like a dwarven design. We wouldn't be able to. We don't have that, but you don't protect your beards in battle. You can ask the dwarves in the, in the districts. Ah. Only a dwarf would not. Um. Do you have any, like, any good light armor? Mm, yes, we have regular padded armor, leather. We have studded leather armor for extra protection. Ooh, studded. I'd like that. Okay. So they kind of just take your measurements for a little bit and they fit you with. Yeah, well, it's like just kind of like a. Uh, deep, like dyed black leather that's sort of just like uh, what is it made of again? It's, it's, it's very tough leather but it's sort of uh, reinforced with uh, like rivets and uh, bright metal spikes oh epic do you have like a tiny cannon but it fits like on my arm <laughs> no, the weapon. We do not have such weaponry. Uh, Would you like my hand crossbow flank? I hardly ooh. use it. But I, I wanted to shoot out cannonball. You don't want it to be Mega Man. I do breastplate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, it's a medium armor. Yeah. Hell yeah, my AC just went up to seventeen, armor? baby. Can I wear the armor? Oh, how much oh, no, do I see no, the, the no, does no. it have? It's just it's twelve plus your dex modifier. Twelve plus my dex. Oh. Is it 16. possible to get like light armor plus like one or two? If you had like, a shield. Sixteen, oh, damn it. But I mean, um, like, is it better like better quality there, light armor? Th- there's like magical armor, but this stuff isn't enchanted. Sixteen. Oh. Damn. <laughs> we should go see the enchanter and see if we could, you know, we can. It takes too much time. Oh, you're right. Darn it. Is there any medium armor without metal? I don't wear metal. Wait, uh, just hide hide armor. Okay. Are you medium or light armor? I can wear either. Oh, medium. You have these options. Yeah, it's just like it's like a. We need to gather all four of our allies. I forgot the immortal goldfish. Oh, oh, light armor, medium armor. Those. I'm not sure what he could. Do for us. Allies. You know, you're in every ally council. What could I get some uh, 
spell scrolls. Do you have any prepared? Kind of looks. You would have to go to Lyceum or perhaps to uh, Prince Cullum himself. Do I have time for that? If since you don't necessarily wear armor, you can go by yourself to go back up to Kellum if you want. Okay. And kind of just while everyone everyone else is doing their thing, you can go do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think so. I have the best I can do then, because I can't wear breastplates. No, you can, you can have hide armor, which is just 12 plus your dex modifier. Okay. 12 plus my dex. It's the same thing what I already have, so. Yeah. Do you have any capes? What about light? No. Mm-hmm. Cloaks, capes, that yeah, be the uh, with the. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Be in the uh, fabric station with the sewers. I uh, tried to over there then. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you you don't want armor. I I don't think I can get anything better than what I have right now. Mm. Because I'm a, yeah unless it's magical or enchanted or <laughs> unique in any sort of way I'm pretty much geared up. Same here. That's why I'm just looking for dumb aesthetics right now. <laughs> okay. Unless it's a cape, that's well, also I mean, can. I mean, if you can picture it in your head and you can describe it, sure, just just let me know what you want. That's like, you know, a sane person would wear. A head can. <laughs> <laughs> Again, see my previous caveats. I know, I know. Well, you did also say you allowed guns. I mean, yes, but you have to find them. No. I'm asking if there's... The you can't have a machine, per- can I? No, you have to end. <laughs> Unless you want to shoot your shield out of your arrow. No. Maybe the brainheads at the uh, the siege division in the castle have been working on a prototype of some sort of metal ball projectile launcher. They need a, a guinea pig to field test it. <laughs> but yeah, so like if you want to like customize how you want the armor to look in any specific way, even if you have your current armor, you just want like a prettier version of it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. That's fine with me. Uh, Am I at the uh, sewers? Yeah, yeah, you're doing that as well. Okay, so everyone else does that. Uh, Rogar, so you go back up to the command room, and as you knock and you see that uh, it's just Kellum there sitting right now, kind of look, and he looks up and sees it. Like, oh. Yes, uh, Mr. Rogar, how can I help you? Yeah, uh, armor isn't probably going to help me that much, but do you have any spell scrolls prepared? Um, he kind of looks not on me right now, but come with me, come. He kind of gets up and he sort of nods, and you see that as you leave, there's a couple, he beckons over a couple of guards to stand at the door uh, while he leaves. He sort of walks you toward the Lyceum into his office. Takes a little while, but you get there. Uh, sorry. Okay. Um, and as he brings you into the office, you see that there's just piles of like just scrolls and books still strewn mm-hmm. about everywhere. He kind of looks around and he finds like a little, uh, like a chest almost. And kind of un- just snaps his fingers, unlocks it, and he kind of cracks it open. And there's like a handful of just spell scrolls. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like I I've saved a few of these, if necessary. Um, I haven't had a chance to make any of my any new ones recently, but these have been sitting as sort of a just in case. Um, let's see. Yes, this one. That's oh, that's a counter spell. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, 
counterspell one, there's a haste one, and there is, oh, and a, and a flight one. So there's the three I have. What? Scroll of flight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's one that casts the fly spell, the uh, ca- fly, counterspell, and haste. haste. Okay, that'll be helpful. Thank you very much, Phil. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on one second. He kind of looks over and he dig- digs a little bit deeper. So he sees that some of them are kind of old and fraying. He like, uh, kind of rips it in half and he's like, oh, whatever. <gasps> and he like, rips another one. Oh, that's just a resurrection spell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks, um... So that's what like, um... Oh, yes, of course. He kind of hands you this one. You can't, you can't just look it over and you can't read a little bit. Oh, that's just a wall of fire. <laughs> okay, I'll gladly take that. Oh, we, we will be needing all of them. Uh, if I could take them, yeah, would that be fine with you? Yeah, thanks for a second. That, that should be fine, I believe, hopefully. Yes. Yes. That's fine with me. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Trustworthy. Oh, I could cast wall of fire if I didn't take it. <laughs> It's okay, we got all the scrolls, you can give you some. Flat <laughs> gropes. Okay, so you have one of each of those. Cool. And by the time you get back, you see, it, it takes a little bit while I kind of read it and comprehend it and all that. So by the time you get back, you see that everyone else has pretty much been fitted for what they want. So, Kendra, what are you wearing? I'm wearing breastplate. And it's just kind of like a nicer version of what I have. Okay. I would think so too. Except I don't have a breastplate. Well, <laughs> any changes to your outfit? Um I think technically since you haven't changed it, you're still wearing your underdark. No, I did change <laughs> it. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah you still have those at least. Yeah, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I want to put those on up here or anywhere ever <laughs> again. But it'll it'll keep someone warm if they're ever really cold. <laughs> Uh, Thanks. <laughs> you get to wear my underdark armor. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. It's like half, it's like half, like twice as big as she is. <laughs> She's here. You'll have the queen. Cool. Okay. So as you all uh, dressed, flying, you find your way to the to this to the sewers, and you ask, you request of them what you wish. Are you getting a tabard with a middle finger on it? No, I'm just getting a cape. Because I'm wholesome. And I'm assuming you're going to tell me they're all out of capes, and they're currently making like a tablecloth with flower embroidery, and I look at it, it's like, well, I guess that's better than nothing. And I ask, would you happen to have a tiny one? And they're like, we have some tea cozies there, it's like, great. And you know, I give Tender a tiny tea cozy cape, and I wear the floor one on my back, it's like, I think I look pretty good. No, Aww. you can just have a cape if you want. You can pick the fabric design if you really want. He wants a grandma couch material. <laughs> I picked the worst looking one thinking it looks good. Okay. Um, Lime green. <laughs> probably made from arsenic. No, if, if, from that time it'd probably be asbestos. <laughs> what was asbestos? Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, you come, you come, you come back down with everyone else, and just kind of flowing in the breeze as you walk through. Is this, 
this bright red uh, cape that kind of drapes down just above your uh, calf uh, from your shoulders down. You see that it's fully embroidered with like gold and. Wait, uh, wait, some... it doesn't drag on the floor? No. And it's, just it's, like, it's like it's like fully em- em- embroidered with like gold filigree and like yeah, and golden thread and stuff like that. And you like it kind of looks like a Persian rug that you slapped on your shoulders, <laughs> but it's bright. Oh, uh, also, I like to acquire a spade or a shovel. Okay. I'm sure that I'm assuming. Let's assume that the armory have it. Uh, no, that'd just be more like I don't know gardening. <laughs> to gardeners. <laughs> I go to the Royal Gardener's shed. <laughs> Would he have a shed? Wouldn't he even have something? The Royal Gardener Armory shed. I feel like it'd be a bigger, bigger than a shed if they're taking. You find you find yourself a shovel. You have yourself a nice shovel. You even break off a little bit of the handle so it's like your size. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I, I want it to be okay. Fine, sure. Unless you want like a fully sized shovel for some reason. Yes. Okay. I'll figure out the other part later. I'll have mm-hmm. a nice scarf there. Okay. Cozy. I, I can't get hawk stupid. Already made. Already have my that, cool cloak that of protection. That collects water. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I picture. Yeah. Hawk hisses fingers. Does this? <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is kind of what you're wearing. I mean, I know what an ugly Persian rug looks like. Yeah. That's ugly. <laughs> wow, we have a carpet just like that. <laughs> On God. But it's like more beige. You just Google Asian blanket. I have the red one with the yellow flowers on it. Nice. <laughs> that weighs like 50 pounds. <laughs> or just like any like, like uh, sheet cover at an Asian like store. Just always floral. Yeah. No, it had a tiger on it. Never had a tiger one. I had the tiger one. Okay. Anything else you need from the capital while you're here? To gather our allies. If you wish to put in the time to do it, you're welcome to. Light the flames of Gondor. I don't, I, I don't know what Captain G would do to help since you're not in a coastal region. We would move the boat into the land boat. He's... And then, well, you got Fitzcarraldo it, like. Had to. Okay. You know, could. Oh no, no, just one. Oh, okay, yeah, I was like. Maybe as, I don't know, we'll contact Captain G. Maybe uh. He just misses him. He wants a reunion. No, my idealic, my idealic ending is just all of our gallant allies are there to support us. Oh, unless you had that planet, he's gonna be like on the boat. It's gonna be <laughs> on the le- it's gonna drop out from the sky. <laughs> you spoiled the big airship moment, <laughs> Captain G, the airship pilot. Wow, he invented airship. Captain Gid, G- not Sid. <laughs> Captain Gid. Anything else? Do we still have like bear traps or something? Don't. Yes. Why don't we just actually lay those out for a change? I have one, and it's tied to a chain that I've been using <laughs> as a flail. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Ew. I did not know you did that. Can I draw like eyes on the bear trap? 
So it looks like a chain chunk. You I mean, could, if you wish. You okay. get like a, a piece of chalk. It's more so of a one and done kind of uh, yeah. weapon. I was prototyping. Collision's mm-hmm. called prototyping. You this need is... like multiple bear traps for it to be. I will give it. They're heavy. <laughs> yeah. Beat Jesus with that. It's like I will mark it with battle tattoos. Using the chalk that I found, I will draw little like designs along the sides and then two eyes. On Good the idea, Lo. I will strike fear to the bad guys. Indeed, if you hit them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only. I've not hit many things with it. <laughs> You've hit one thing. Yeah. And it, and it was already on the ground. Okay. So, you waited ahead back to Brian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we do like the slow walk? No, we just. Sure. We could, you gotta go from, from the armory up through the courtyard back to the teleportation room. So, yeah. So, as you get up to the open air courtyard, you're kind of up in the air so the breeze kind of comes in. So the breeze sort of blows past you. Side by side, right? Yep. <laughs> like, why are you walking so slow? Yeah, like, you do the slow-mo walk for about five seconds and then everyone passes Flank. <laughs> so you're still walking in slow-mo. I thought we were doing a big guard, but it's, it's fun. Just, just catch I, up I brush my kick to the side. Uh... <laughs> Everyone whispering, is he wearing a rug? <laughs> As you uh, travel back to the teleportation circle room, you, uh, you notice that there are, that the hallway uh, that the room is in has several identical rooms, all with like different circles in them. And they're just a little, like a little nameplate of like where they go. And you go to the Briarden one that seems to be, there's no nameplate on it yet, it's just there. Did we read the other nameplates? Yeah. It's just all the all the cities in the area. Any any of them interesting like they don't belong there? Make a perception check. I wanted to look at two. Nineteen. Wow. I mean there's 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 Winden, there's Histy, there's Forsen, there's uh Sirith, Bryden. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. You want to see your ma? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> want to see your ma? No! <laughs> <laughs> you had that one coming, man. You, you want to do I'm sure she's okay. You want to see Captain G? Mm, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> Aww. Right, I mean, uh, we were on sea with them for like about like a couple months, but you know, he didn't really come off as a. He helped us out twice, and we need the naval superiority in this battle. Didn't he take a cut of our loot? Yeah. It's only fair, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I he took your mom paid him for driving us. <laughs> Knowing her, she wouldn't have. Captain G, <laughs> and he drove us here. As you... Okay, sure, fine, whatever, go. No, uh, we're uh, going to Briarden. Okay. But mom. No. <laughs> okay. We're on the brink of war. 
Hank, we don't have time to go I thought, see your mom. I, I thought, like, uh, he was referring to your mom, and I was just oh. like, hell no. I was just gonna say, especially fuck that. So we go back to Brandon? Yes. yes. Alright. I wanna find Dandy when we get back. We'll gather one out. We gotta. What about the tree? Let's go to the tree first. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's where we went. Shut. Shut? Wait. Yeah, let's go. Were well, the fun. fishers already there before and af- or after we planted Dandy and Bryden? I'm pretty sure they were there before. Mm. I don't think it's Dandy. I'm sorry. I would hope not, or I would feel responsible for I was the one that brought Dandy over. Yes. Let's go, let's go, let's go. This wouldn't be the first time a data line's brought... Never mind. What? Think about something else. Catastrophic doom. Yeah. When was the first time that happened? I was out of character. I thought Blank was recalling a battle of the dandelions or something. Yeah, as a child, I figured I was allergic to flowers and I fell into a pile of dandelions and almost died. Epic. Oh my. <laughs> Alright, so as you step into the circle of y'all, and then get back to uh, Brighton, as you step out back into the back into Brighton itself, you see that the sun has started to come down and uh, the su- the the reddish-orange light of sunset sort of washes over everything. And it kind of just amplifies the shadows of the bear tree. And as you look, uh, look you see Dandy is still there, just right next to the tree. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. All right, good. Good. Doesn't look like he's the cause of it. <laughs> hey, Dandy, how's it going? I'll you speak to plants and I'll translate accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dandy, how's it going? Hold on. How much health does Dandy have? Does he have stats? No. It's like five. Maybe he probably has less than one. Oh, good. I made up a story. This wouldn't be the first time a dandelion's fell to me once in my youth. A young dwarven girl approached me and drew a dandelion to slay me, but I hit her across the face in defense. Almost got me that one. <laughs> Did you still want to talk to Dandy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the, the plant can only understand you. Okay. And you, you were asking just how's he doing? Plank, you just yes. wanted to ask how he's doing? That was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Dandy, are you well? Uh, it, it, the, the earth is strange. It's, it's warm. It's just dry. This isn't the season for this. Hmm. I don't remember Dandy being able to articulate so well. Well, he's matured. Hmm. The dandelion puberty? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like spits pollen at us. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, can we, can I, can you ask him, like, Jesus, can you ask him if, uh, you know, if he knows anything going on with the dirt and the trees and stuff? Specifically the tree that 
Is he like right in front of the large tree or parts? He's of like it? about maybe ten feet or so away. Okay. Regarding the large tree over there, we noticed that it's gotten worse. Have you noticed anything else happening? It's old. It's big. It's dying. Okay. What's his intelligence? <laughs> I think yeah. in order to use Chico Plant, as you use Chico Plant, it's like, I don't know, five? You know, that's a lot. <laughs> that's pretty good for us. Except for uh, a push of nice. intelligence on Dandy. He knows no more. And the very bottom model of a modern major vegetable. Information <laughs> 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 general and animal and mineral. He knows no more than we do. At least we know that he's not the cause. What's Blank's intelligence? It's, uh, like nine. That's so excellent, bro. Uh, actually... Oh, no, it's eight. <laughs> actually, no, I think it's seven. No, eight. That's eight. You're really very slightly smarter than a <laughs> Yikers. Alright. Huh. Well, Danny confirmed that doesn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> Can plants lie? <laughs> insight check. Dara's doing an insight check on our fellow dandy. What are you really doing it? He, okay. he just looked at it. It's fine. It's a dandelion. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god. Uh, I think you guys are a little too paranoid. <laughs> this little dude can't be joshing. Uh, it's around this time when the sunset uh, goes down. You hear, you can hear a door kind of swing over, just like. Ka-chuk. And you look and you see it's your dad carrying this massive fucking like pot of some some big soup thing like that. He's like, all right, time to eat. He kind of looks up, looks around. It's like he sees all of you. He's like, puts the food down really quick. Just runs up to you and just hugs you really tight. He's like, oh, I'm so I'm so glad you're safe. For now. We got some serious dirt to clean up. Oh, come help help me. Hold on a second. He kind of gestures, and if you go, the soldiers come, they take the big pot of soup and they walk it over to a big group of soldiers, like waiting for food. And he gestures all of you to come inside the in, into the tavern. And you see inside that there's it's actually fairly empty. It's really quiet inside, but uh, where there were tables and chairs are now just kind of like a few rows of like cots. It's kind of all laid out. None of them are occupied. They're just there. Kind of looks over at all of you. A lot's happened in the last few days, and I'm not getting a whole lot of information otherwise. Mr. Vance and Mr. Luster have told me a few things, but even they're not going into great detail. There's not really a lot we know. Just that fissures are popping up. Something's gonna happen. Mm. In a forest. Maybe. True. It's from reliable source. I know, but the forest is probably Briarton. Can I tap my brooch? Like, was it Briarton? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, I ask. I ask it. Uh, is this place familiar? Like, we're right by the tree, right? Or are we not? We're in the tavern now. I, oh, okay. I can't see. Oh. Does it feel familiar? I, I don't think you understand how memory and souls work. You're probably right. 
Nada, sorry. She doesn't have either of those. <laughs> no memory, no soul. Just a husk. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just a talking little stone. Uh, Roscoe kind of says, it's like, so, what's happening? Should I be worried? I've been trying to take care of the men while they're here, but otherwise, I don't know what else to do. I mean, I don't want to tell you you should be worried. <laughs> We're going to have to fight this giant thing. That's the royal gonna... family thinks fissures will show up here soon. Mm-hmm. They've been showing up everywhere else but here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, common sense says I should just make a run for back home and not turn around. But he kind of looks over at all the cots and everything. He sees a few soldiers kind of walking in and out, giving tags on things. I think it'd be good to stay here, take care of it who I can, make sure you're all safe. So dead fool. When it starts to get sticky, maybe you should take the portal to the capital. Okay. <clears throat> he kind of, he kind of like puts his hand like on your hand and he'll say, okay. You're going to be safe though, right? If I'm going there, you better be coming right behind me. Yeah, I would have to stay and fight in that case. I want you to be safe. It's okay, I'll toss her in. <laughs> it's a lovely promise, but we're family. If you're staying around, I'll stay around. Oh. <laughs> you, you can feel his hand like a, you know, it's big, uh, you know, Coarse, rough hand, and just kind of, just kind of grip yours, like kind of tightly. Just you've grown so much, even since you came back. Thanks. Mm. Excuse me. I need to finish sending food for the men. Ugh. Sniffling. <laughs> As he gets up, he kind of like puts his hand like on your shoulder, and so just comes down, just like bends over, just gives like a really big hug. <laughs> He's not gonna die, is he? Yes, I'm, I'm used to the stuff I've been playing in video games. <laughs> if you kill him, you die. <laughs> it, it won't be my fault. Make sure you're wearing the right pair of socks. <laughs> Like, it could change the story. The right pair? How do we know which pair is the right? The one that's on the right foot. God. As he he gets up to go to the kitchen, he kind of stops saying, it's like, actually, you know, come with me, come help. As you you go into the kitchen, you see that there's actually a few um, men and women kind of working in the kitchen as well, just kind of preparing as much food as they can very quickly like baking some bread and things like that and you see just trays of like food of stews and bread nothing super fancy um he kind of just takes like one pot out and he just gestures to grab like a few trays of bread and you all walk out of the inn and the tavern to uh the groups of men that are all kind of just grouping around uh the 
the center of art and just sort of waiting for food. They have like their own little bowls out and things like that, little mugs, and, and uh, some of you are just carrying like you know very simple like ale. And as you go around, kind of handing food to everyone, make sure it gets in the line and serving them over time. You see that uh, the soldiers that are here, just who they are, really. And there's several. There's men and women and human and elf, orcs, dwarves, halflings, all in different uh, types of armor, either full battle, you know, full soldier gear. There are captains um, with slightly nicer armor. There are more, there are battle mages, clerics, things like that, and just all organized in different groups and kind of talking among themselves. And as they talk, you see they're trying to make, they're trying to be as positive as they can. But as, what's more noticeable than they're talking is when they, everything gets quiet for a second. Every so often, just things will just go silent. And you hear just, you know, the crackling of fire and just the shuffling of bodies and, you know, small slurpings of soup and things like that. And then people get back to talking amongst themselves. As you finish serving all the food and you send it back into the kitchen to be washed and stuff like that, um, you come up and you meet. You come up with, uh, you come up and you see uh, Vance and Lester kind of walking in your general direction. And then you see Vance is like clearly like he's not super paying attention. He's kind of like just kind of, his eyes are kind of just somewhere else. And Lester's kind of just walking along with him. He kind of waves at you all. Um, as you all go back into the inn, you all just kind of sit for a little while. It's just kind of just this silence, except for like the crackling of a fire inside. Lester and Vance kind of just sit at the table. Vance is clearly like thinking about something. Lester sort of looks around. So, any new word from the capital? Um, there's a bunch of fucking fishers and... We think that the next one's gonna be here in Briarden, so mm. we're hanging out. Yeah, that's that's about as far as I heard as well. Now we just kind of have to play the waiting game, don't we? Don't like that. Mm. It's the end of the world as we know it. Any one or anything could go through that portal, right? You don't need to has some kind of incantation, you just walk in and you'll teleport to the other end? Um, you need to... Um, the circle itself, no, there's no um, requirements to to use it in that way, but that's why we have guards and people to protect it. And in an absolute worst case scenario, it will be destroyed. Right. That's the protocol. That's immediately what I'm thinking. If one place gets taken over, they could easily just use that to take over the next. Yes. We have, uh, we have thought of that contingency, and that will, and it will be taken into account. Mm. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, what do you guys want to do to pass the time? Is there anything we can do to prepare in the meantime? Like any battlements we can set up, trenches, friendship <laughs> charms we can make. Um. Russell kind of comes back from the kitchen, he kind of like dusts his hands off. Uh, some of the soldiers have been helping rebuild parts of the city. If you wish to, if you absolutely need something to take your mind off of things, you can help with that. Uh, there's actually been more resources brought in thanks to the circle. So it's a little bit easier. Right now there's mostly just small 
encampments keep everyone out of the rain or out of the the sunshine for too long. Um, battlements are made here and there. Uh, Lester kind of chimes in. Yes, the the above ground the 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 the, the bridge network between the trees is actually very useful for scouting, as well as uh, artillery placement. As of right now, it's difficult because it is Brian in itself is not completely protected on all borders. It's it can be brought in attacked from any side. That being said, we're doing our best. We have scouting patrols every few hours with very little to report. I think right now is we just do what we can to get through the night. Sleep, rest, and see what tomorrow brings. Has Elwyn been around? Ross and Helixon? No. I haven't seen her. Uh, there's anyone that I think would know about the tree, it'd be her. She keeps going in and out as she pleases, so... She seems to enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. 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 <sighs> All right. So right now it's about maybe six o'clock or so. Like the sun's gone down. Uh, you can you can hear the din of people talking outside. Um, what but are you talking about? Make perception check. They're probably singing Drink With Me from Lady's. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop. Can I, can I crack open the, the door of the inn? 16. Um, as you crack open the door and you listen in, it's just people talking about family and, you know, what they're going to do after this year. Talks of going to the tavern and finding this one girl and, you know, finally taking her home and things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of future plans. They're all gonna die! Here's to you. Here's to me. <laughs> Might as well get some good rests for the upcoming battle then. Yeah? I'll rest by the dying tree. Okay. Uh, as you head outside and you kind of sit with your back up against the tree. You know the tree is like oddly warm? Not cold like a bark should be? Yeah, like warm, like almost like human body temperature. Damn it, I should have learned tree stride. Just go inside. <laughs> See like a dude in there. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was Mondain, hey, what's up? It's all dark because he started a fire. <laughs> That's unusual, but I don't know what it could mean. Fisher. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a whole fucking fisher. It's just gonna burst. So you should sleep right next to it. (laughs) Good idea. Talk to Dandy. Huh? Talk to Dandy while you do it. Ask him if he feels it's hot. Like underground. Did he say that earlier? Yeah, he said it's like warm. Yeah, he said that earlier that it's warm. Uh, Let's see. Mm. The rest of you all make it up to your rooms upstairs above the inns. Can I warn Vance Luster that that's a possibility mm-hmm. that there may be a fissure right under that dying tree? I don't know if they can feel it's warm, so I want to go show it to them. 
they both kind of put their hands in the tree and they kind of pull it back a little bit. It's like, that is a little strange. Vance kind of looks at it. We'll station them in a little bit farther away from it and still keep tabs. We'll send them above and away. Good. Story changer. <laughs> he kind of calls out. He sort of just barks orders. Uh, you hear a little bit of like groaning as people are, as us feudal soldiers are like trying to like lie down. They have to get back up and move around a little bit. We should establish zip lines. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> um, Alrighty, in that case, I will sit by Dandy. Yeah. You have a, a pleasant conversation with the dandelion. Mm-hmm. The rest of y'all go up to your rooms who each get your own. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. The beds are still made. They're comfortable. Um, it's quiet, you know. You kind of just have time in, in each of your rooms to sit and contemplate. And let, I mean, you're welcome to each other's rooms too and just have a sleepover, but... We should do that. If you want. We should have a sleepover. I mean, you're in your room by yourself right now, so you're just thinking in. I think we're all in our own places. I'm gonna go to Callista first. Okay. Callista, you just hear a... Password. Boobies? It's not it, but I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> Pretty good. That's a close second. What was the password? Um, oh, I'm gonna tell you no. Myself. So, <laughs> so uh, what's up? What is I, it that you want, little one? I think we should all hang out together. We were in a car ride for like Okay. Yeah, sure, let's go. You know, like, things are getting high stakes and you know, I feel like we should all be together right now. I go down the hallway and I start knocking on everyone's door. <laughs> hey guys, let's hang out. <laughs> I'm outside. Yep. I accidentally tap on Out the window. Door. Wow, let's hang out. Huh? Let's hang out. We're having a slumber party. I'm an INFJ. I need to recharge from people every now and then. Yeah, you can meditate. We're just gonna have a sleepover. You can okay. you can sit in the closet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or the bathroom. I don't know. I'll open up a tub for you. I'll join you guys. I'll join you guys. You all kind of stuff yourselves in one of the bedrooms. It's kind of a tight fit for all of you, but it's cozy. It, like if I turn into a bear, would it break the room? No. A whale. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Oh, I could do the thing that Maui does. Like, I jump at the end, the more mundane or whatever, I'll turn into a whale and <laughs> smash him. <laughs> so, how's everybody feeling? Mmm, worried. Mmm. I'm, I'm not here. Mm. We, well, um, kind of nervous, uh... Uh, I might have hemorrhoids, but <laughs> you can never be too sure, huh? I feel like you can be pretty sure you have hemorrhoids. You sure about that? Yes. Rogar, what's a hemorrhoid? <laughs> <laughs> when you have a uh, large pain in your... Uh, rear end. In your shits. 
Kindra have hemorrhoids? <laughs> Is there a salve or something for that? Yeah. I thought they were just normal. No, they're salves. Can't believe we're talking about hemorrhoids. Huh. We should give mundane hemorrhoids. How can you give someone hemorrhoids? You, no, I think there's a spell where you just make them sick. That's you. You want to poison some? I cast hemorrhoids. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I yeah, I could potentially learn diseases, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, Rogar. Thank you, Drew. What would your brother think if you like died? <laughs> He... I don't think he would care. Oh, that far. He seems to care more than my other brother. Well, yeah, you have an actual adversarial relationship. But I don't know if... Maybe don't care would be going too far, but... I don't feel he would miss me particularly that much. We would! Thank you. I think the royal family didn't say it explicitly, but I think they're really expecting us to do, to pull through. I mean, if the, the champions of virtue of the olden times were able to do it, I think they would expect the same of us. But they're dead. After like hundreds of years, Flank. Still dead. Although a couple they people They died saving did. the world. A couple people did die during. And Roar, you know the right uh well will? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, cool, I need to get one of those ready. We're gonna have we might some of us might die. This <clears throat> thing, so what would you put in your will, Flank? You do everything have a lot of possessions. <laughs> would everything just go to tender? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> do you want me to put it on record or I'll put it on record for you. How would you put it on record? I could just, you know, just put it on a piece of paper that Rogar said this, but... Yeah, like, uh, what, an, a, a notary? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I trust you, <laughs> So I take out a pen, paper, and I write, uh, give everything, um, give all of Rogar, um, not Rogar, Flank's things, to Callista, but I thought I, I didn't I, I don't let him see that I write Callista. Actually, you don't know. <laughs> you you can't do that. <laughs> Wait, Dandy, no. You want to split it between stuff. Dandy and Tender? I could do I'm that. I'm thinking of uh, you know if 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 me and Tender don't survive the the battle, you know he's he's the rock. Okay, yeah, I could put your rock down too. Hmm. Hmm. This is tough. I don't like writing a will. You know, I'm not gonna die anymore. I changed my mind. <laughs> I changed my mind. I'm not dying. Hey, Rogar. I throw my paper. I rip my paper up in million pieces. Do you have any other family other than your brother? Both my parents are passed away. Oh. My brother was the only one I had left. Is there anything you'd want to say to him right now? <laughs> Get <laughs> you know, I kind of want to take back my answer. He, my brother's not the only family I have. 
Are you talking about me? I will adopt you, Rogar. Partially. Rogar Iron Aww. Stink. You guys are not my family. Aww. Aww. We all give him a group hug. Yeah, a group hug. Group hug. And we slowly Aww. lay on top of Rogar. <laughs> you guys are my family too. Yeah. Everyone's crying. <laughs> I changed my mind. If I die, my estate will be divvied up between everyone that's still alive and not dead. What estate? Just everyone in my general backpack. or us? <laughs> <laughs> and also my dad. Wait, but everything. Wait, like everyone in the world or like us? <laughs> Y'all. Uh, <laughs> divide my belongings Because everyone's y'all. completely forgotten that I owe money to a gnome. Oh. <laughs> what if that gnome's dead? I'll kill him. The gnome is mundane. Oh. He's come to collect his debt. Wait, mundane's a gnome? Yeah. Remember we owe that one gnome yeah, yeah. money? Yeah. <laughs> We just ran, right? Or we just didn't give him the money, right? I mean, I don't even remember where he is. Oh, well, he's from, uh, not Forsen. He's from the capital, and then me and Damaris, and I think Cholesterol went, and then. Oh, actually, it's under Damaris's name. (laughs) (laughs) Damaris is probably gonna die. Damaris kind of just, like, grabs at. Uh, but this is not a character. <laughs> no one remembers right now. Grabs at a bottle of vodka and just starts chugging it. <laughs> Where does that vodka come from? <laughs> okay. Boris. How about you, Callista? Oh, what six, am I gonna do with hours. my what? No. Is there anything you you would want to say to your mom? I tell her to. I tell her that. Uh. She's not my real mom. I have a real cooler mom, probably somewhere out there. She's probably dead. Oh, yeah. That old teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is pretty fucking rich, so. But she never lets me use that money. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Through dirty means. You can ask for payment for saving the world from her. Um. And thereby saving her business. The only way she could pay me is if she gives me her entire guild. <laughs> you mean the thieves guild? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It'd be for it'd be like a Robin Hood esque kind oh. of uh, like an under new management. Kind under of. new management, <laughs> exactly. Like it literally we'll, says we'll that at the door. We'll morally steal. <laughs> we'll steal from bad people. It's like an under new management sign outside the thieves guild. Yeah. Door. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready to work on some uh, unionized tier planning, huh? I'm hoping for Elowen to return and someday as Axe Machina way to save me and moments during the battle because I don't know where she is right now and I hope she didn't die while we were in the Underdark. Oh. I doubt she died. Me too, but she likes to pretend. She likes to pretend she's dead? I feel like she's not even capable of dying. She's just immortal. Probably. Maybe. A druid at her age level. Um, <laughs> she might have. She's level 100. <laughs> level 5,000. It's over in 
5,000. It sounds mean? so okay. 9,000. 5,000 sounds okay. It's over 5,000. Oh. What do you think's going to happen to your family now, Val? Now that all that happened in the Underdark. I really was not expecting my brother to be an entirely different person. Let alone meeting other people who are that like-minded. I don't know what's going to happen to them. They've been secretive about their shift and allegiance, I guess. At least one of your brothers don't hate you. Um, I suppose. I never really cared about that. Yeah. They may die trying. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just hard to fathom. But I guess that's better than what I originally expected. Do you think things are going to start changing in the Underdark? I don't know if I'll live to see that, but maybe. Maybe. I mean, Elistry is there. I'll make sure to report it to you if I somehow manage to survive. Because I feel like fucking expert, uh, expertise is going to save my ass. I take half I take half damage. Right. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> I'm just imagining like right outside is all the NPCs that we've met, they're all gathered up there, like sweet potato cart guy and no. <laughs> Wait, was that what he was? Seven allies. <laughs> hey John. 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 Is there anything you regret not doing? Kind of breaks out in a little notebook. We should have made the underground <laughs> thing under the tree. It would have, yo, it would have been fucking great. But no, nah, you're like, oh no, it's not original. Well, if fishers are gonna the happen. The crocodiles here. would die. That's why we feed them. When people come in, we just throw them to the alligator and it'll be great. They're underground. Where are they gonna get oxygen? Where are we gonna get oxygen? We'll be fine. Yeah, but we are in a separate underground thing. They're even further underground in a smaller space. It would be really cruel to just stuff them underground. See yeah, the they might be claustrophobic. <laughs> AKA, I might be claustrophobic. Oh, I think you're very claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I wouldn't. Uh, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> Don't you guys my family, you mean? <laughs> I mean, you're still family. You just, the crocodile moat thing wouldn't work. It's not a moat. It's, it's, if we were a family, pit, I sorry. wouldn't be brave enough to tell you that it's a shit idea. No, no, you can, you can make animals, right? Just make them every so often. It'd be awesome. Make them? Yeah. I wouldn't put them underground. <laughs> you can't just... It's like, okay, I well, it's time for your alligator ship. <laughs> Uh, I think conjure woodland beings. Let's do conjure specific animals. Right, but can I, is there such thing as a fey crocodile? I mean, it's fey because you conjure it. It's right. A, it's, oh. It, it's always Is it any different from a regular crocodile? A fey or No. It has, has butterfly wings. Like cute wings or sparkly? It's or pastel. No, no, yeah, pastel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a spacey color. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can have at least some, uh... You can, you can do conjure animals, and I think you can conjure, conjure a crocodile. I can conjure woodland beings, yeah, but woodland beings, it's like deer and fairies and a crocodile. Yeah, it's the whole, whole ass crocodile. Uh, yeah, 
You can have to, you can summon uh that's conjure animals. Conjure, conjure woodland beings is the one yeah. you had. Yeah, that's the fey animals. Oh okay, the yeah, fey. that's the fey one. No, yeah, that's why I'm asking other fey crawlers. You'd have to have conjure animals. Yeah. Which I think Kindred can learn. Something. Rangers can learn that one, yeah. Yeah. That's epic. Yeah. <laughs> Kindred can sound like um five crocodiles. Uh, it's actually a lot. Uh, four. Four crocodiles. I was like, yeah, you can summon four crocodiles all the time. I'm not gonna make this. I would make a crocodile moat, not a crocodile underground pit. Fine, but I get to dig the moat. Okay. Okay, so that's the game plan when we get out of here. We're putting a crocodile moat around Briarden? Yes. Maybe after once we confirm that the fishers are definitely gone. Yeah. Hey, Kendra. Yeah. I spy with my little eye something. This is hard, it's you. (laughs) (laughs) I spy my little eye something, Kendra. (laughs) Is it Kendra? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Did I do it? Yeah. Nice. Um... I spy with my little eye something comfy. A bed. It's Flank's turn, Callista. Sorry, I just tuned in. Is it. Is it Flank? <laughs> no. Oh, uh. Is it. the air? How is air comfy? It's good to have it. We'd definitely be uncomfortable without air. Ah, ah. Hair. No. What are we in right now, Flank? What room? Is this Rogar's room? A bedroom, Flank. Mm. What's in a bedroom that's comfy? Mm, chair. Fuck! <laughs> 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 just fuck. Ah! <laughs> I think a chair is a luxury, so I agree with Flank. No, John, Flank. John breaks out his boot. We're family. <laughs> We're family. Me, 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 me. And you. The, the sky. This is hard. It's a bed, Flank. Oh. I can conjure yes. some blink dogs to soothe people. That is comfy. <laughs> Soothing blink dogs. Yeah, therapy blink dogs. Okay, this is epic. Stop! <laughs> I know. I saw that. Or fairies, I guess. What time is it? Like, 10. Oh. Been a lot of hours just talking and a lot of spice. It's like spin the alchemy chunk. <laughs> I don't even. Is it spinnable? You can find out. I try it spinning it. It like wobbles a little bit and then it's just kind of rolling to the other side of the room. <laughs> I run after it. Oh, you gotta kiss yourself, Link! I try to kiss myself. <laughs> My lips contort. And I fall on the floor. <laughs> Do you fall on the floor? <laughs> How? Hello? I try 
trying to swing my head upwards so my lips would somehow kiss my own lips. <laughs> You're so strong that you like fucking lift yourself. <laughs> he just goes, huh, and just on his back. You decide just like, just like seizing on the floor for a little bit. So I do it. Oh my god. <laughs> What's a dark thing? I don't know. I'm looking at fake creatures. It sounds like an. Mm. I'll kiss anyone here. I spend the fucking alchemy bit thing. Okay, uh, let's Does see. Does it land on John? That'd be so funny. <laughs> That'd honestly be uh, so funny. I'm, I'm seven. Okay. Oh, wait. Not herself, so six. Oh, okay. I can summon yet. That one's... One, two, three, four, <clears throat> six. Two. The, the bottle spins and kind of points in Lao's direction. Lao, mm-hmm. this is going to be... Man, it, he knows the game, right? He, I, I don't know. Are you Can I roll to know? Make a... I'm history, not going to kiss you. Make a history check. Mm, 11? N- it's not quite ringing a bell. <laughs> you, just, you just see a bottle spinning. What do we do? Oh, we're playing a kissing game. Whoever I land on, I have to kiss them. So, okay. It's just like that kissing game where you and Damaris ran around and kissed everybody. Yeah! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I give a quick, quick kissy to Lau. Okay. Knowing it won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Smooth skin. <laughs> Smooth skin, ooh. Mm-hmm. Anti-aging, be a drill. You both have white hair. It's like, all right, uh, so uh, it's your turn. yeah, it's your turn to spin if you want. Just roll a d6. Oh. Five? One, two, three, four, <coughs> five. Damaris. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, all right. Comes over and gives him a kiss and Damaris rolls. You, you look up from one of your books, you see the, a bottle just kind of, like, the alchemy just kind of pointing at you, and Dan was kind of looking at you, just like... What are you doing, Damaris? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like it, that? It's how the bottle was. I, 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 I don't have a choice here. Was that your impression of Damaris? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you can, I pass my privilege over to flank. <laughs> I pass my privilege over to Kendra. Okay, that works. Deal. No! <laughs> and we shake hands. Sorry, Kendra, we shook hands. I pass my privilege to Zuzu. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm still on the floor. <laughs> I, I hold Zuzu and I make give a little kiss on Flanks. I do a little belch. Make an animal <laughs> handling check with disadvantage. Yikes. As, he, as you try and push Zuzuro closer and closer to play, you feel like writhing. <laughs> and as like just belches loudly into Zuzuro's mouth, he just like lunges into Flank's open mouth and just ha, right onto his tongue. So, like you got a fucking little dragon biting your tongue. I, I jump up and start running around. I like, I felt it on my heart. Another another dog. Susan, let go! Ah, you, you. You're gonna teach Susan how to French, did you? This is not how you French. 
How are you talking? You have to speak with your tongue tied. And out of character. <laughs> After like maybe a minute or so of running around and screaming, he kind of lets go. It's like catches his breath. No, I ran into a wall and both of us knocked down the floor. Dunk. <laughs> We're both on our backs now. I think can summon mermaids. Yeah. Cool. Fuck you. Summon some mermaids. They like knock on going, hey, is there a party going on? <laughs> I can summon wood nymphs or something and nerids or whatever. The sea nymphs. Okay. The night grows on. The the moonlight shines through the sky. Uh, loud, you kinda look at you look up through the window, you see the moon shining, it's kinda like about three quarters full. And for the first time in a while, you kind of look at them when you feel different as you kind of look at it. You feel like you feel this warmth coming from the light of the moon in a way that you haven't felt before. Ooh. Wow. Am I compelled to go outside to it or something? No, it just feels nice. Hmm. It feels nicer than you felt the moon before. She's watching you. <laughs> Mom. Lesbian yeah. Mom. Illustrate yeah. herself. Lesbian moon mom. Yeah. She's watching. Okay. So as you all sort of sleep in a pile together, um, as you wake up with the sun rising, it's fairly quiet still. You hear the, you hear um, you hear more outside of just kind of like hu- the hustling, the, the jangling of armor as people are kind of just <coughs> moving about. And you look and you see it just it's uh, captains and vans kind of calling out orders and moving people around. But otherwise, the day seems pretty, pretty quiet. And it goes, the morning is tense and quiet. Um, you help Roscoe deliver food to the soldiers again. Um, and there's a strange feeling in the air of anticipation of something happening. But no one knows what it is. And it's at this point that um, you hear something rustling in the woods, and you look and you see running through the trees is, looks like to be a younger soldier, uh, kind of like running through, and kind of like looking around, he finds uh, Vance. And you see this kind of from a distance at this point as you're serving food, and um, you see the, the younger soldier whisper to Vance something is here, and Vance sort of picks up, and he kind of just uh, leans over and calls out to Luster, and then Luster uh, calls out using thaumaturgy just out there, it's like, Formations to the perimeter. Scouts with us. And as they leave, you see them kind of look, kind of look at you and gesture to follow. Top energy. Busting knows what's up with with thaumaturgy. And as you hustle for about not that not that far, maybe about a mile or so out out of the city, uh, back in kind of like the open. Uh, the open plains and fields with fewer trees. You, as you run, you can feel the earth kind of move under your feet a little bit, and a little more, and a little more, to the point where you have to stop. And as you look out over the hills, and you see the ground trembling and shaking, it looks like your whole body's kind of moving a little bit, and you see just this like rising up from the ground. Um, like a sh- like a shelf like a like a plate of earth just kind of lifting upwards and creating this massive 
exit or entrance to some deep, dark place below. And you see at the end of it just this glowing reddish-orange light coming from the end of this opening and coming out in full formation, you know, hundreds wide and spilling outward to create this massive phalanx are just creatures, different shapes and sizes. The dead, the undead. Oh boy. Creatures of demonic origin, skeletons, all marching in silence. You can hear, you can feel each footstep underneath yours shaking the earth. And as the troops all spread out, you see, um, at this point you're about maybe, about a hundred yards or so away, not super far away, but just enough that you can see from a distance. And you see standing above at the very top where the plate lifted up into the ground, so about maybe eight feet in the air, it's a single figure standing there, shining in bright red. Very familiar red color. Um, and as the soldiers all sort of spread out into uh, formations, into groups of, you know, a hundred, a two hundred, different, and just sort of fan out in waves and stand in silence. What's the familiar red? Um, you see. Uh, Samson? Mm mm. Uh, you see, sort of taking to the sky are some uh, flying, it looks like demons of some kind, and then circling around above the figure standing at the top of the entranceway. And as you look and you see the very familiar face, standing tall and proud. And you look and you see that it's a face that looks familiar to you, one that you've seen, not super recently, but a face that you recognize all the same. Hmm? Are there crows? No. Okay. But you do see, but from the red, the red, the, it's red body and it's, the way it stands, you see what looks like, uh, a very familiar face standing at the top. And even from that distance, you can make out the shape of your brother standing there. And you see some, and you see him standing proud with a crown uh, around his head, and on the crown is a, glo- is a um, oh no, is a glowing uh, uh, stone. Is it yellow? Yes. Oh no! Yikes! Um. Well, that's not good. That's a huge yikers. How convenient that I talked about your brother today. You planned this. <laughs> I did not. Uh, I just wanted to have a wholesome group chat. As as, uh, as everything just stops, the marching stops, the formations are finished, and you see what looks to be hundreds, thousands, maybe, of soldiers, shapes and sizes, many different ones. Um, you hear a voice call out loud and booming, and you hear it, and you recognize the voice, and you hear the first word, Brother! I know you're, you're here. I can feel you. I can feel your fear. See me, brother! See the glory of our people stand before your eyes and crumble at our might. And as he raises his arm up, you realize that 
He's raising a, an arm that he didn't have the last time you saw him. Like three arms? No, he was missing. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking Goro from one of Like he has an extra arm now? No, he had lost one when you last oh, saw him. Oh, I didn't remember that. Listen! <laughs> as, he, as he holds his hand out, and you see him holding um, this, this massive black sword, and you see his hand, his an arm, are just black and withered. It looks like old, rotted wood, just kind of like wrapping around in the shape of an arm. Mm-hmm. You! Awkward. And you see the sword point out right facing you, despite being hundreds of yards away. You abandoned your blood. And now yours will be spilled along with all of these who stand in our way. And then there's a silence. Is he the only one who's identified as a living creature? Everything else is undead? Seemingly, yeah. Or like a demon. Oh. If I yell out, is he able to hear me? Like, from my distance? Maybe. Chuck a fireball like this. Big brother calling you. I talk to him. Talk to him. It's like this giant wide battle you see flying just Hey, stop pulling Rogar, you twit! I'll, I'll shout at him. Stop this, brother. You know not what you do. That's what Jesus said. <laughs> brother? You mean Moses? No, when Jesus died, he said, oh. forgive them, they know not what they do. Oh. <laughs> uh, Shark and I call, just calls out, I have been given new life and a new purpose. Can we see that his arm is, like, rotting from here? It doesn't look great. It's also, and the bigger shock is, oh, he has an arm where he didn't have one last time you saw him. It doesn't really look like you have new life. That one's kind of dying a little bit. He matches the oh, tree. Oh, sick burn. <laughs> Thanks. As, um, as you see, uh, the first, uh, squadron <laughs> of, uh, capital troops kind of coming in behind, you can hear that, you can hear this, the rustling of armor coming from behind you, you look and you see that it's maybe a few hundred at this point kind of coming through the woods. And then there's just this, that silence right before things happen. You don't even hear the wind passing by. And at this point, the first thing you feel is a massive quake underneath your feet. And as everything shakes, you hear the armor of the soldiers behind you sort of like buckle. And you look behind you and you feel the shaking coming from where you were before when you see poking up from above the tree line the massive dead branches of the central tree and you, you hear this and you see it's like a tip downward and fall and as you as you hear the creaking and the ground shaking trembling you look across back into the, the opposing army and they have not moved yet not yet. And you hear the gra- you feel the ground shaking, everything's creaking, and you finally see the tree tip over and just 
the ground shakes even harder and you feel this massive wave, this gust of heat coming from that area, coming from Brighton, blowing past you, almost singeing your skin. And that's at that point you hear a rallying call and then the army starts charging forward toward you. And that's what we'll put off till next time. Uh, I, uh, Jesus. I rolled to defeat them all with disadvantage, right? <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what did you roll? Five. <laughs>